Welcome to Listening with Leaders. I'm Doug Noel, lawyer turned peacemaker. I teach executive leaders how to listen to emotions rather than words so that they can become the leaders everyone wants to follow. And I teach those same leaders how to be authentically present, available, and connected to their families, despite being insanely busy. I have learned that we are 98% emotional and only 2% rational. Learning how to listen to emotions is, in my experience, the foundational skill of life. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be on our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. So let's get started. Lori Phillip, thanks for joining me on Listing with Leaders. You are an ICF certified executive coach, and you can be found at WeSparkCoaching.com. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Doug. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So one of the things that I find very interesting about you is that you started out in corporate America and and you worked for Boeing for a long time and then you made a huge shift. And the reason that resonates with me is because I did the same thing. I was a trial lawyer for 22 years before becoming a peacemaker. So tell me about your journey. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It's been such a big and important thing for me lately because that shift you were talking about just happened last year in July. Oh, it's new. I walked out. Yes, it's well, it's almost been a year, um, but it's still fresh in my mind. I had 16 year career at Boeing and what really happened with me is that I thought I was going to be there for 30 years because that's what you do with a big company like Boeing. You stay there your whole life. And, um, during the pandemic, I really got the, the, the virus and what was going on and people were really worried about their health. Right. And, and about their families and about things that were really important sort of elevated to the top. And, and then I started seeing things that didn't feel so important. Like my corporate career all of a sudden felt so meaningless. I'd be in these meetings and, you know, Boeing does some great and amazing things. And I was working on the defense side of the business. So there was a lot there to be proud of. Um, but just the day-to-day corporate stuff that comes in, I just started to see it as so meaningless. And I was spending a lot of my time and energy doing things I wouldn't have otherwise chose to do. And um, something clicked in me where I thought, I want to, I really want to spend the rest of my career doing something that I love. But at that time, I didn't know what it was that I, that I really wanted to do. And so it was about 15 years in that I decided to start exploring And, um, I came across coaching and started the process to get trained. So I did that while I was still at Boeing and got a lot of experience under my belt before I actually left. What's the, what's been your experience in the years since you left corporate America? Oh my gosh. It's, I was joking about this the other day with somebody because it, feels like when you decide to go out and do your own thing and become an entrepreneur and chart your own course, it's almost like it's kind of a mean thing to do (laughs) to yourself because all of your baggage pops up. Like everything you never expected to show up 
pops up like, oh, I didn't realize I had this fear of being seen and putting myself out there until I was out there and I was not telling anybody about what I was doing, you know? So in the last year since I left, I really did feel like I've grown more than the prior five plus years in corporate America. Wow. Uh, I think that happens a lot. And, and, um, you're finding your, your, your time. Are you spending more time working on your coaching practice than you did working at Boeing or, or are you able to find a pretty good dynamic balance between working and, and, um, you know, your, your family? It's interesting that you asked this question because I left with this idea of, I, I wanted more freedom and flexibility. I really did. That was was a big reason why I decided to start my own thing and not go work for another company, maybe in a different industry or maybe still do coaching, but for a company. And then I got into it and I found myself to be so much more busy than I was at corporate. And part of that was self-imposed. Once you start wanting to do the work, all of a sudden you you're just doing it, doing it, doing it. And then, so it was really easy for me to lose sight of, wait a minute. I decided I wanted to have extra flexibility, time off balance. So I have done a bit of a rebalancing on that, but it it is really easy to kind of jump in. And there's just as an entrepreneur, endless amounts of things you could be doing. That's right. And so, and I have shiny object syndrome sometimes where I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to go do it. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to go do it. So um, I'm, I'm working on that and, and scaling back a bit on and mostly prioritizing. Mm-hmm. What gets you really excited? What gets you up in the morning? I am so excited because I feel like what I'm doing now is my purpose and it, it just gets me up because it's before I would just get up. I'm like, okay, I have another day, whatever. I'll just see what's on my calendar. Now I get up and I'm like, okay, this is a journey I'm on. And every day I'm getting like closer and closer and closer to it. So, um, my mission in my business is really supporting women in their careers. And so one of the things that I'm focused on that really gets me excited is to see the progress with my clients, with my podcast listeners who reach out to me and say, Hey, I really took this away from that episode. Thank you so much. Or I really resonated with what you said. So it it becomes about how I'm supporting others where when I was in corporate, it was mostly about just kind of getting the work done and, and getting the kudos from the boss and um, making an executive look good. And so it just feels much more fulfilling. You have stumbled upon the secret to happiness in life. And that is when you learn how to serve others, life becomes meaningful. And mm. that's, there are very few people that get that insight. So congratulations, you got it. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I get a prize. <laughs> a happy life. Because yeah, that's life. that's bigger than anything, right? right. Is is a happy life. Mm-hmm. That, and that's why I left the practice a lot to become a peacemaker. And I help more people in a week than I helped in 22 years as a trial lawyer. And I mean, that's the that's what drives me. 
That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Nice job. So what 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 makes you, Lori, a unique unique? What what uniqueness do you bring to your coaching practice? Oh my goodness. I have I have so much uniqueness and I think each person does, right? So um I have my own unique life experience and what's cool is that I I focus my efforts on supporting not just any any woman, but women who are in corporate, which I have my own personal experience doing that and being a mom and working in a um, environment in an industry that's um, male dominated. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, there's just certain challenges um, in, in different ways to approach it um, when you're a female in that environment. And so I, I bring that experience. And I've also brought my own personal growth to the table along with the coaching skills. So there's the coaching skills. You go to school, you get a certification. They teach you how to be a good listener, a good question asker, a good this, a good that. But then when you add it to yourself and all of your experience, all of your um, own growth, and your perspective, you can really bring a unique perspective and support. So, so you you got you got a trifecta, right? You, um, you got your personal experience in the corporate world. You got uh, all the training you got through ICF and all that training, and you've got your own personal growth experience. So, your client, you can relate to your clients because they are. They are having the exact same problems that you've been working on solving. Yeah, and, and that's a big one because um, in order to really help somebody make significant growth and progress, they have to be in an environment where they have, um, you know, a trusting and respectful environment. They have to connect with you, right? To feel like they can open up and and get vulnerable. And that's where all the major shifts can occur. So just having that right off the bat makes a big difference. I mean, you can develop that with people, even if you don't share all the same experiences, but it happens quicker um, when you have those common connections. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. So tell me about the importance of listening in your work. You had a beautiful, beautiful thoughts in our authority magazine article. Um, but just recap for us the importance of listening. Oh my goodness. So I, I'm, I'm really love that you asked about listening in the article. It's not a topic that comes up enough. No. And I, as a coach, listening is one of the top skills that you need to have because what you can do with powerful listening is really hear a person at their core level. They're, they're what they're saying, what they're not saying, you know, they're just like you absorb everything in and you're listening with your whole body, your ears, you get their vibe. Right. And so you can help them sort of get through to some things that they're not even noticing just by hearing what they have to say. Um, It's also an amazing tool to use to go back to what I was talking about before around trust and connection. Because people in this digital age and the instant gratification and distraction, what is it, the attention economy, 
people are just not used to having other people sit down, listen to what they have to say. They're the most important person in the room and really hear them. And if you can do that for somebody, wow, they, they will, they will connect with you so much easier. So it's, it's useful as a coach, but it's so useful for anybody as a tool and in an authentic way, you're not just trying to listen somebody to get business or, you know what I mean? Like you really want to get to know it's a lot of curiosity right? Um, when you're good at listening. I call, I call it listening others into existence mm. because so many people have never been heard. They've been basically ignored and no one has ever taken the time to really listen to them. And what I teach is how to listen to emotions. So there are four, four, I don't know if you've heard, heard my, about my work, but I teach four levels of, I call it reflective listening, mirroring, paraphrasing, core messaging, and affect labeling. And in the affect labeling, we are ignoring the words, reading the emotions, and reflecting back the emotions with the use statement. And brain scanning studies show that when you do this, the human brain, just all the emotions quiet down, the prefrontal cortex comes back online, mm -hmm. amazingly magical things happen in the brain. And I've used it. I've, I've used that technique um, in my in the Prison of Peace project that I co-founded with Laurel Coffer back in 2009, where we train murderers how to be powerful peacemakers to stop prison violence, and they do it. And the first skill we wow. the first skill we teach them is how to listen to emotions. Wow, really powerful. It's so powerful. I love the science behind it. Yes, you know because I get it at an intuitive level. Right. Um, and it's cool to see the science around what happens with the brain. Um, the thing that I like to teach my clients about isn't as much listening to other people, but listening to themselves. Well, that's right. There's another aspect to affect label, which is if you get really angry and upset yourself, you can literally affect label yourself and calm yourself in 90 seconds. So if I were really angry, I'd say, oh, I'm really angry. I'm really pissed off. I'm frustrated. Nobody's listening to me. I'm really anxious. I'm a little embarrassed and I feel abandoned and unloved and rejected, and betrayed. Calm right down. So you're right. Mm -hmm. Learning how to listen to yourself is really powerful. And it's a great, it's a great tool you know, called, it's called implicit emotional self-regulation. And again, it's science-based and it's just really powerful stuff. Really cool. So do you teach your clients how to listen? Obviously, you listen to them, but do you engage them in listening exercises or learning how to listen to other people and to themselves? Um, mostly to themselves, because um, one of the hot topics that I uh, coach on is around confidence and combating imposter syndrome. And yeah. <laughs> I'm actually developing a, a pretty in-depth program around it, but the, the listening part we do through um, personal inquiry and journaling. And so where they sit down and they, they're asking themselves questions because when you strengthen that connection with yourself and who you are and, and start to really listen and ask yourselves questions is when you start to trust and love and pay attention to yourself more that confidence will shine through that's right. so that that's one of the things that i teach my clients more so than listening to others which is obviously important but we're mostly focusing on themselves interesting i i teach my clients how to listen to others 
especially their emotions, because what I found over the years is that when they learn how to listen this way, they get a huge boost of self-confidence and it kind of washes away the imposter syndrome. Um, mm. Really pretty interesting. So maybe we can merge the two. Yeah. How powerful would that be? <laughs> um, well, we're kind of getting out of time. I know we started a little mm -hmm. bit, late, but uh, I really appreciate it. I have one more question for you. Sure. What's the one thing about you, Lori, that we would not know unless you revealed it to us? Ooh. You know what? I think the one thing that that you wouldn't know is that I actually started my podcast because I had a fear of being in the spotlight. Wow. I had a fear of being seen. And so in order for me to be successful in my business, I needed to get comfortable talking about myself, talking, putting myself out there and jumping right in. And so I did this and it was kind of, like I said, it was kind of a mean thing to do to myself because I was in the corner breathing into a bag, you know, metaphorical paper bag, <laughs> like freaking out after I posted about it on LinkedIn, like, Hey, I'm starting a podcast. I click send, people are starting to read it. And I'm like on the floor having an anxiety attack. And so good for you. Thank you. Thank good you. Good for you. And it got easier. And so that's the message. Like you jump in, it's scary, and then it becomes comfortable. And then before you know it, you're on other people's podcasts, very comfortably talking with them about whatever they want to talk about. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lori. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks so much. Doug Knoll here. Thank you so much for listening to Listening with Leaders. If you are a successful executive leader who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.dougnoll.com slash podcast. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on the social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag listening with leaders. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to my website, dougnoll.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. That's at Douglas E. Noel. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.